Welcome to The Challengers, a VCCP business podcast series where in each episode, a girl goes deep into the woods, challenges a bear, and a podcast ensues. With thanks to the B2B leaders featured for their candour on meeting business place demands and ensuring the B2B experience is every bit as powerful as consumer experiences. Hello, I'm Kirsty Maxey, CEO of VCCP Business, and today I'm talking to James Harris, Director and Head of Marketing at Fidelity International. Hello, James, and a warm welcome. Hi, Kirsty, and uh, thanks for having me today. Before we start, I'd like to tell you just a little bit about James in his role as Director and Head of Marketing at Fidelity International. He has responsibility for leading the marketing teams across all channels for the financial services business. He's a business manager with over 20 years experience in product management, marketing and business development, both across international markets and the UK, and also um, across consumer and B2B audiences. Previously, he was marketing director for M&G and has worked across many of the blue chip financial services businesses. Over the years, Fidelity has become the leading investment company across the UK and Europe, winning multiple plaudits and awards. So we're really glad to have James with us today. Thank you for your time. And, uh, and we'll get straight into it with the first question. Here at VCCP Business, we like to challenge the big bears in the industry in what we're doing in marketing. And what we'd like to understand today from you is what's your bugbear? What bear would you like to challenge and why? Um, there's probably not one bear, but I'll, I'll, I'll try and pick one. I guess um, probably the biggest one is where people talk about brand and marketing from their own personal point of view rather than that of the customer uh, and putting it in a competitive context. Uh, and I mean that with, within the business. Um, I think it's quite an easy trap to say, I'm a consumer, I know what I want, um, but more than likely, we're not the typical consumer uh, or customer. And from a B2B perspective, we quite often fall into the trap in business of talking about what we want to be rather than putting that that sort of totally rounded client lens on it. So um, I think customers don't necessarily give you the answer, but you'll you'll often get a great insight um, when you're talking to them. And I, I think being too sort of inwardly or internally focused often results in sort of groupthink or, or doing things in a way that they've always been done and, and not disrupting. And I think in financial services in particular, that that is, is often, a, often a challenge. I probably will sort of throw one other in, which is if I was allowed to, I'd probably say in B2B, it's when marketing is treated as sales support, when it can be so much more as well. I think that would probably be the other one. And, and I think that's sometimes driven by the organisation, but also driven by the marketeer and their ability to really talk the business language and demonstrate commercially how they can can add value. So they, they would probably be my two if I'm allowed to. <laughs> you are definitely allowed to. And um, and I just, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, we see it all the time when, when we know that the B2B market has changed so much and audiences want to interact in different ways. And yet, we're often seeing the the brand is still looking to support them through sales sales support, as you say. So um, so yes, I can see. Why do you think it is difficult? Why do you think it is so difficult? Um, I think it's very varied. I mean, um, it, it partly, as I say, depends on the company and and the culture. I think um, if I take my asset management experience in particular, I mean, often 
the companies have been driven by um, actually quite often senior leadership positions, investment people or, or salespeople. And I, I think that naturally does um, therefore predispose you to a way of, of thinking. And I think those that have gone on to make great leaders understand the sort of holistic opportunity and how you bring the different skills together. So, so I think sometimes it's the history of the organisation. I think also actually marketeers themselves don't always do themselves favours. I think, you know, you have to really immerse yourself in the proposition, understand it, be a customer champion and and talk the language of the sales team or the investment team, for example, in, in asset management and 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 then start to be able to take what they're saying, put it in a context of where you think you can take client engagement and client experience. And I and I think sometimes people revert to their, well, you want a brochure. What is it you want? And you want an event and and those kind of things. So so I think it's probably a bit of both. And I think it's 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 marketeers pushing, you know, earning the right to have conversations with their stakeholders to 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 push the boundaries and show they can add more value. And I do think that has changed uh, dramatically. But I think it's 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 earning that right, um, if if that makes sense. I think what we've completely accepted is that we're in an omni-channel world in the consumer space, but for some reason that hasn't quite translated into the B two B space, and and so the brand can experience can seem less less powerful. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's, it's yeah, you're right. I mean, I think the role of marketing in B2B versus D2C can be quite different by, by nature of, of the audience. But, but I don't think that has to mean less important. I mean, quite often in, in B2B, your brand and the customers might be known, whereas in D2C, they might not. You know, you might not be known. You have to acquire customers in a different way. Um, but I think in that B2B world, for example, you can still have a really important role about what's your proposition, your service, how are they positioned, how are they competitively differentiated? Um, and, and those are, you know, fundamental to, to, to success. So I think ensuring that sort of marketing plays a role throughout the value chain of customer engagement. So it's sort of the whole sales and marketing process from, you know, how we position things, how we promote things from lead generation to that, that ongoing engagement, um, I think is really key. So um, I think, I think that's kind of fundamental. Yeah, I agree. And, and if you could send out a challenge to B2B marketers to, to change that, you know, what would you, what would you ask them to do? Or what would you challenge them to do? Oh, uh, great, great question. I, I, I think the challenge is really, first and foremost, to be customer champions. So that means, you know, you live and breathe, understand the proposition, the customer as well as anyone else in the organisation, um, if not better, but use insight to help drive any observations and the things you do. I think you have to immerse yourself in, in your proposition or service and, and make sure you understand it um, and understand it relative to your competitors. Um, and, and really be commercial and, and talk the language of the sales team. I think, again, I think it's really important um, to do that, um, to, to, to make sure you can then come up with strategies or approaches that, that people can buy into and understand about how they take things forward or, or challenge sometimes what, what we do today. I agree. And when it comes to the marketing director role, um, are you seeing that that kind of reshaping as well? I mean, one of the things that we notice is that for some businesses, they're almost like the rock star within the business. Are you seeing that at Fidelity? 
Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one. I mean, and, and, and the role of marketing has evolved so much in terms of what's in and out of scope and, and the way organisations um, think about things. Um, you know, when I started marketing as a, as a product manager, um, it was actually outside of you know, asset management and, and financial services in that way. You, you got involved in designing the product, the commercials, how you positioned it, how you, you trained people how to sell it and you decided how it was or wasn't promoted, you know, e- even to the point of which sales channels and 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 the sort of full the full life cycle. And I think in some organizations that's got a bit more broken down and, and siloed. And I think you have to really guard against that because you you need to understand that end-to-end process. Um, you know, marketing has quite often become sort of split into propositions and comms roles, and and um, and in asset management, you'll you'll have investment directors. Now, are they you know proxy fund managers or are they marketers and communicators, for example? Um, now, I, now I think you naturally have specialisms and, and SMEs in, in the difference, but I but I think it's really key at a CMO marketing director level to have a, a holistic understanding, really. Um, I, I'm not sure I would agree that CMOs need to be rock stars or are, are rock stars. Although there, there's certainly, if you look across sectors, some that that, that you would say are. Um, but but I do think it's really important that they can lead the narrative. They understand what it takes to substantiate and, and deliver on the corporate promise and, and and that around your sort of services. And I I think it's to be more engaged and involved in the overall customer experience and in. And I think the biggest change, actually, and this applies, you know, clearly D to C, but very much B to B as well, to understand the importance of and the power of data and tech in terms of how it can change customer experience, delivery, and and engagement. And you know, if, if I even take, I'll take an example in asset management, but you know, to, to some of your earlier questions, you know, it's been a very relationship managed driven. You know, industry. Hence, why maybe marketing's played a different role. But you know, increasingly these days, many clients have already aware in the B two B world aware of who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses, and have done an assessment before you even get to have a conversation with them. So, the power of how you manage that and the data and your positioning starts very early in in that process now. So, I, I do think thinking very much about that overall customer experience and customer journey um, is is much more fundamental. <laughs> And, and just thinking about that kind of board agenda um, and seeing how purpose and impact and ESG are, are all coming to the top of that corporate agenda. Um, how far do they guide you and the work that you've been doing at Fidelity? Yeah, I, I think obviously you, you can't escape a, a, an article, a topic without touching on purpose and sustainability at the moment. And I think if you spoke to our chairman or CEO, uh, they would say being purpose-led has always been part of our DNA, um, particularly in terms of being customer-focused and customer-led. I think what's clearly changed across sectors, actually, is the focus on sustainability and ESG, as you mentioned. And and I think there's a real challenge in living up to it and delivering on it. particularly in a world where we're still looking for answers and alternative approaches. You know, it's it's a new world for everyone. We, we don't necessarily have the answer. You know, there's assumptions that electric cars are all good. Well, but we know they, they come at a cost too, for example. They might still be the right strategy in, in the future, but we're still searching for, for what the answers are. So I would say in terms of fidelity, it's fundamental in guiding our discussions and decision-making. Um, 
I think we recognise that actually at a, at a corporate level, we we have a responsibility to be sustainable, let alone in 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 all the different aspects of our business. So, you know, as an investor, we, we have a role to play in capital markets and investing, you know, which supports industry, creates jobs, livelihoods, but we have to do that in a considered way. Um, but it's one that's very much inclusive and built on engagement and not just exclusion. Um, and then naturally, when we work with our clients as well, you know, we have to work with them extensively to to understand the options and approaches and 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 where necessary, how we can help guide or advise um, our customers on, on what the options are around sustainability and ultimately provide them with sustainable choices. Um, but it doesn't just stop there. You know, it's that ongoing engagement and working with them to say, well, how are their goals or their clients' goals being met in, in a sustainable way? So, uh, you know, it, it's probably been one of the most active discussions and continues to be um, in, you know, across the organisation. And, and clearly it's much broader because I think from an employee perspective, better connecting with employees about the role they play in our purpose, its delivery, so it's it's very much shared and they feel part of it is is been a is a been a huge focus and and you know something that I think we've always driven, but particularly under our current CEO, there's been even more impetus and, and focus. And I think one observation I would have, what's really interesting here is, you know, we've been in a world for the last two years or more where we've not had the usual office environment, which is seen as key to culture building. So in that sense, um, if we think about being purpose-led and sustainability, that employee engagement is is even more important than ever. Yes, I, I agree. And I can see, um, you can see also in the B2B space, there is a also a, a kind of almost another level of challenge around ensuring that the education is getting through B2B into B2B2C. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's right. I think it kind of comes back to my point is we not everyone has the answers yet. So actually, in some ways, whilst people have views, opinions, and, and there will be some solutions out there, I think everyone at some level is still learning about the options. And, and, and I think we're in a society where quite often people want definitive yeses or nos, or it's one way or the other way, which actually the real world isn't like that. So I think you're absolutely right that that ability to work with clients in the B2B world to say, well, this is how we do it. This is how it can be done. What is it you're looking to do? Um, you know, there's a huge debate around, you know, do you exclude or engage? Um, and, you know, who's to say that, you know, and, and if you read the FT last week, lots of debate around fossil fuel companies and should they split into good companies, bad companies, you know, in the most simple form, if you like, old, old new. But arguably that kind of misses the point that, well, quite frankly, if you take the UK, we're all dependent on old fossil fuels to heat our houses. You can't suddenly turn that off. But are those do those companies have a huge opportunity to help us, you know, heat our houses in the future way, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess that's my point is that it, 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 there's still a lot of unknowns and and therefore, you know, as an advisor or a wealth manager, uh, you know, our clients are there trying to work out what the best options and solutions and understand what, you know, what works in the interests of, of their clients ultimately. And I think you're right. We we all have a, a huge role to, to to partner and play there in, in, in how we can help, um, you know, work that through. So finally, just to end with our bears exhausted, um, just to end on a bit of fun, um, what do you think has been your kind of most memorable picnic and why? 
It's a really good question, actually. I'm, I'm struggling to think. Um, some of the fun ones I probably wouldn't record and share. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only one I could add, I did have a big birthday recently and I walked in for what I thought was a quiet meal and actually all my friends were there. But, but, but you know, that, that was quite a nice, nice one recently. So. Oh, that's a lovely way to end the interview. Thank you so much, James. I really appreciate your time today and thank you for, for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to understand some of the challenges in your world. Thanks, Kirsty. Great to be here. You've been listening to The Challengers, a VCCP business podcast series. For more episodes, visit our website, bccp.com forward slash capabilities forward slash business.